This is episode 11 of the Inner Game of Aging podcast. Welcome to the Inner Game of Aging podcast, helping you to discover how to be older without growing old. And here's your host, turning this whole idea of aging upside down, Lee Mowat. Welcome to the Inner Game of Aging podcast, episode 11. Retirement is a big issue for those of us in our 60s. We are either nearing retirement or already retired. Of course, like so many other things, our thoughts about retirement change after we retire. We discover things about being retired that surprise us. Although finances are important, it is often the non-financial side of retirement that gives us our biggest surprises. Today, we will hear from two guys that have been retired for only a few years. The discussion reveals how their thoughts on retirement have changed after only a few years into it. For this episode, my guest is Richard O'Shea, who I met a few years ago after listening to one of his talks on the topic of retirement. He has been giving considerable thought to this area. Now, the other person offering his opinion in this discussion is yours truly, me. For those of you who don't know, I have been able to label myself as retired for two and a half years now. This chat uncovers each of our personally discovered secrets for a successful retirement and how we are still learning about the possibilities, both good and bad, about retirement. But before we begin, allow me to give you my usual reminders. Your comments, feedbacks, and reviews are important to establish this podcast as a medium for the message of growing older without growing old. If you have come to understand the importance of this message for yourself and others, then share this with others on your social networks. Get involved with your comments and reviews. Now, each episode of this podcast has an associated show notes page on the website. The URL for the show notes page for this particular episode is innergameofaging.com forward slash IGA11. I'm sure you can see the pattern in the show notes URLs. Innergameofaging.com Dot com is the home site for these podcasts. Just follow that with a forward slash, an IGA, an episode number. For example, IGA11. Of course, the IGA means Inner Game of Aging. The show notes pages extend the information contained in these conversations with additional links and other resources. In addition to leaving comments for each episode, you can also find giveaways and other freebies on these pages as well, so please explore them. They are there for you as an extension of this podcast. And now, on to our discussion. Speaking to Richard O'Shea. Richard has become a, a rather good friend of mine. We met some time ago. He tells me it's over two years ago that we first met. He had given a speech on retirement. At that point, I too was retirement was retired, and he and I, you know, hooked up. Just on that basis. Since that time, we have spoken of so many, many things. We've explored our own ideas of re- what retirement is about. And I figure I would give you today for this episode just a distillation of what two regard- retired guys think of retirement. How long have you been retired, Dick? I've been retired for it's going on four years. Four years. Me, I've I've been retired for about two and a half years now. And retirement is 
a strange beast. And you've given some speeches on the topic. You've actually um, been very mindful about your own retirement in order to deliver those speeches about it. What are some of the stereotypical ways that people, not just you and I, but people in general, our, our culture, what are they? What do people normally think of retirement before they retire? Well, you know, I I, I can't speak for them, mm-hmm. but what I can say is that my own thoughts on retirement. It's funny. I remember when I started in my career, I had a. Um, a goal set for my retirement. I was going to retire when I hit 40. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think changed though that as family grew, uh-huh. you know, responsibilities came into play and, you know, you have to go as long as you can before you say, Hey, I've had enough and retire. And for me, when I got to the, magical age of 65, I realized that, you know, work just wasn't worth it anymore. Interesting. The amount of money that, you know, I was, I was making good money. It's not that the money was bad, but I looked at it and realized, you know, I compared the stress level. I compared the commute. I used to commute into Boston Mm. and how long you a commute on, is that? For my listeners, how long a commute is to Boston? Uh, it, it should take 35 minutes. Mm. But if you go in rush hour, you're looking at an hour to an hour and a half. Mm. And it, it, you've, you've been on the roads. You know how people can be a little bit aggressive, shall we say? <laughs> you know, and to me, it just wasn't worth the stress. Hmm. That that was so. You decided one day that you're just going to retire. Yes, yes. Interesting. My retirement story is somewhat similar to that, but with different elements involved. I was a software engineer and doing a lot of managing of software engineers myself. And you know, software is a younger man's game, or so they claim. I don't really buy that. But the corporate environments that I was working under they seemed to not have a soul. And it became more important to me as I got older and older to place our value on people rather than profits. And I developed more of a distaste for working inside the corporate environment. So at the time, I was managing some uh, a software team both locally and in China, And I had to stay up round the clock to manage the people in China, the people in Germany, and the people here. And I looked at that. It was expected of me being in the position I was in. I just looked at that, and I was growing tired of doing someone else's work and living someone else's life. I I think that you'll find that most people retire when they get to that point where the values family values and home life and living values are more important than what they see in the corporate world. Interesting. Now that's an interesting statement. Do you think that people naturally move to that flux in value system? Do you think that that's a function of age where we, or what, what brings that change about? If anything, I think it's a, it's a, it's a factor of wisdom. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. As we get older, we realize what what's really important. Yes, yes. That's they say that aging spiritualizes you Absolutely. and turns you into the person you always should have been. This could be what you are talking about. Yeah. Yes. So, um, it's very very interesting. So, if I understand both your story and my story, we look into the world differently when we work as opposed to when we retire. The thing that makes us, pulls us toward retirement is this changing value system that you're talking about. Yes. I, I, I mentioned it in my speech that one of the things that we try to escape from when we retire is, well, the stress, the, um, you know, the commute, mm-hmm. but also the alarm clock. 
Yes. Oh, it's nice not going up to a long isn't, isn't it nice when you get up in the morning to realize that you don't have to go to work today? <laughs> well, I mean, we'll get into this in a later part of our discussion, yeah. but I work every day now yeah. more than I did when I was in retirement, but it's very well, different. We'll explain how that's different. different. It's, it's a different kind of work. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you're not doing it for the money. You're doing it for the enjoyment. Mm-hmm. So the when we... When we reach a point in time where our values have changed, our efforts are not in line with our value system, we start to consider retirement. Right. And, yeah, for me, I was just seeing what was going on in the corporate world, and it just felt like the wrong place for me to be as a person. Yeah. And my money situation now, you and I are not going to discuss the financial side of retirement yeah. because the side of retirement that we are talking about is really so much more important than money. You know, one of the things that I've discovered after retiring, retiring is that money is not the same as it was before. You know, I used to think I needed a rather large nest egg to retire, but that's not true. Yeah, you know, right. we we adjust. We have you. You know, I don't want to spend our time on the financial side of retirement. But how how do you how does that how did that hit you? The financial side of retirement. How did that hit you? Well, I remember reading somewhere where um, and I forget who who the the author was, but they they said that can I afford to retire? Was the question. And his response is, can you afford not to retire? That's right. That's right. You know, think about it. Retirement is, happens at the tail end of your life. Okay. Let's enjoy that time. Let's enjoy that time. Get the most enjoyment we can during that time. And financially, as you started to say, we you adjust. Yes. It, I used to think that, gee, I'd, I'd like to like to travel around the world. You you had travel. Could, you had travel as one of the things you'd like to do. Yes, yes. And now, you know, I realize number one that I really can't afford it, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you come to terms with what you can afford and what you can't afford. Oh yes, oh yes. And you know, like it's almost like our aging bodies. There's an acceptance of our financial situation, just as there's an acceptance of our aging bodies. And we don't really mind this compromise. It doesn't, it sometimes doesn't feel like a compromise. It feels like what we should do. You know, I have a wrinkle or two as I get older. I have less money as I get older. These things seem rather normal almost. You know, my knees don't operate. My wallet isn't as fat. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, it's very interesting. We develop an acceptance of life in general that should have been with us all throughout our life, actually. Yeah, so, um, now, before you retired, what do you think retirement would be like for you? Well, as I said, I, I thought about the travels. Mm. see the world. Uh, I, I did enough traveling in my career to actually know now that, you know, it's not all that it's cracked up to be. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, the retirement for me was going to be um, leisure. Ah, you know, uh, yes, I that myth. Relax on the beach and get myself all sunburned and... Um, you know, just enjoy life that way. Just relaxing, and uh, it's 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 not that way now. <laughs> As you know, you know, you wind up being busier now oh, than absolutely. you were when you were working. Absolutely. So it's it's very interesting to see how little time I have for the miscellaneous things that I want to do because I'm doing what I want to do so intently. Exactly. Yeah. And so it, the lower priorities of my life, I have so much less time for. The priorities of my life have consumed me. <laughs> and so, but those are the things that you enjoy doing the most. That's right. That's, that's absolutely right. What's so, wrong with that? Now, before you retired, what were you afraid of 
in terms of retirement before you retired? Well, I guess in, in some ways I was afraid of not being able to afford it. Uh-huh. That's a traditional fear. Stories about, you know, the cost. You know, your your insurance, um, everything that you that the expenses that are gonna continue going on into retirement kind of get in the way. And social security, you know, isn't all that that it's yeah. cracked up to be. Yes. Um, now, it's not enough to, to really survive on. Um, Interesting. So you do have to consider what you're going to do to make up the difference. Now, for me, when I thought of retirement before I retired, I thought of just launching another career. So, and in effect, that's what I did. But I thought it would be different. I, you know, of course, we all make plans and those plans never have to quite work out exactly the way they should. So I thought I'd start another career and sort of have money trickle in along with my Social Security. This is a common thought that people have. And, yeah, and I was anticipating that. The fear I had was, again, like yourself, Dick, the fear of not having enough money to do what I want to do, having my life outlive my money because I come from a long-lived family and I didn't have all that much money to live that long. Yeah. <laughs> and so so that was my fears. Um, I've adjusted my fears over the past two and a half years and I see different avenues and different ways of being uh, and I'm not as fearful of not having enough money at this point. There's still some concern. We always have to watch our money. You do, I do. Yeah. So, yeah, but it was just interesting. I became very frugal the few months after I started to, after I retired. I would it would be hard for me to spend a penny unless I needed to. Yeah. I'm a bit freer now. Um I still I'm sort of frugal. How about yourself? How are you handling your finances in terms of difference before, difference now? Do you buy all the toys you want? You know, to, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I do have to be careful about going out and buying toys. Um, yeah. you, know, you, can't, you can't build the expenses up beyond your means because that's, <sighs> you know, you're asking for trouble. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I have a friend who, who once said that he wanted to die penniless. Uh-huh. <laughs> That everything he had, and that was it. He now changes his mind, and he wants to die in debt. And leave that to <laughs> and so he's gone in the opposite direction. Well, yeah, not the opposite but, direction. Yeah, but but you know, for me, it's it's. I, I was, I was a sting when I was working. Uh -huh. I, I I watched my pennies, and I I I squirreled things away and. My wife and family were fine with it. I I didn't um, overspend. And Interesting. So now it's well, you know, I'm I'm not um I, I'm not at a loss for money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's it's it doesn't bother me. You've been living frugally for all this time, though. Right. Me, right. I was I was a little bit differently. Um, I operated a little bit differently. The I, when I had money, we were able, yeah. I brought in a decent amount of money, and we lived like that. We managed to save off a few, but I enjoyed my toys and wasn't so much concerned about my expenses. And of course, now I cannot take that attitude at all. Uh, <laughs> I have to, it's a total shift for me to be concerned you know, about things like that. But I'm not overly concerned. It's not an emotional concern. It's more of an objective concern. I have a certain amount of resources and I have to, I have a responsibility to live inside those resources. You have to balance your budget. Yes. And so, whereas before I, I'm, made more than I spent, but not the difference wasn't all that great. <laughs> so, um, but now 
we speak of leisure time every time we think of retirement before we retire there's always this idea of being free and easy to do what you want to do what did that look like for you before retirement versus now well i i i like the idea of uh, uh going off traveling and going to you know beaches and and uh you know maybe even doing cruises those kinds of activities mm-hmm. just relax and not have to worry about anything um reality set in <laughs> that, you know now it's i i still look for those leisure times because in spite of what you might think you have to take vacations when you retire yes and it's, you're it's, you're gonna we're gonna talk about that because that's an important element. Um, we'll yeah, t- we'll touch upon that before. But it's still not you know like if I li- listening to the both of us over the period of time that I've known us, we're both busy guys. You know I have to fit into your schedule. You have to fit into my schedule. You know I never kept a schedule like this when I was working. No, and so you know like. For me, leisure time is something that I have to plan for. You know, despite the fact that I'm not working, mm-hmm. it's something that I have to plan for. I have to decide to take a day off to ride the motorcycle. Yep. You know, um, because my normal day is pursuing my normal passions, and this has become my work. So how do you take up your time during retirement? How do you take up your time? <laughs> Well, um, you know that I I love working in the my workshop. I have oh, you a, do some beautiful, beautiful puzzles. Workshop. I should put them on the show notes I page. I love making my puzzles. Yes. Um, I'll put a picture of a few of them on my show notes page for this episode so my listeners yeah. can see these puzzles. So. They, they, they are a passion of mine. And it, actually, that's, that's something I started before I retired. It was something that uh, I just stumbled upon and you know, just tinkering around mm-hmm. in the garage and in the shop. And, uh, but now that kind of occupies my time. Um, but there's a twist to your puzzles because it's almost like playing golf or riding motorcycles. Mm-hmm. I couldn't retire to just ride motorcycles in the same way. I don't think may, I may be putting words in your mouth. I'm not sure, but I don't think you could retire just to do the puzzles. Oh, there's no. a, th- there has to be a, purpose to these puzzles in order to make it something that's worth doing you know like you have to connect to a larger sphere a larger audience with your passions so i've noticed and i've spoken to you about your connection to autism and other disabilities and that you've connected your puzzle making to that concern inside the society Yep. Tell me a few words about this. You know, is you know, well, just explain explain to the audience what you do here. Okay, I, I make the wooden puzzles, but I found that a lot of the work that I have to do to make the puzzle is fairly simple and um, something. It's a uh, um, a skill that can be acquired by people who may have um, some social issues. Mm -hmm. I have a nephew who has Asperger's Mm -hmm. and he doesn't interact with people outside of his household. Mm. And, but I've, I've worked with him on working on the puzzles, having him cut pieces for me. I give him a, a uh, Japanese pole saw and a miter box, and he he goes to town and he 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 I say goes to town he he cuts the pieces in his basement. Uh huh. He can do work, and he's he's very passionate about the puzzles. He loves them, and he loves the thought of being part of it. So I'm giving him work to do, and paying him in the process because. The proceeds from the sale of the puzzles, I want to go back to the people who worked on them. So I have, I have my nephew. I have um, a couple of other young men who work with me. One of them is bipolar, 
Mm-hmm. And the other, the other young man is, uh, um, diagnosed clinically depressed, mm-hmm. which is another thing where they don't, they don't get out and interact with other people. But working with me, it, it's fine. They know me. They're comfortable with me. They can they can come over to the shop and they can work alongside me. I show them what to do, and they mm. they I know that they they feel a sense of satisfaction at having done something. And when they see the the finished product and see their name <laughs> on the 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 paperwork that this is what you made, and when as the puzzles sell, they get paid. It's- Interesting. Now, you're, you're saying something very important, but I have to step up a bit because you have a passion for woodworking and puzzles, and you have used this passion to connect to a larger purpose. Yes. There is the key to retirement, yes. in my opinion. Yes. You know, I have, a, you know, as you know, I'm a talker. And I feel passionate about many things, motorcycling, fitness, and, you know, staying young, et cetera, et cetera. And so one of the secrets I found by looking at you and many others, including myself, is to be able to find what we're passionate about and use that passion to connect to a larger world. To me, that feels like a hidden secret here. Oh, you know, uh, we can think of playing golf every day. Yeah. And that tends to lose its stamina as a goal. However, if you have that as a goal, if you were to teach kids how to play golf and travel around the country teaching kids how to play golf. Now you have a purpose for your golf and you can play golf every day. Yes. Yeah. Because there's a larger purpose associated with it. Yes. Yes. I have a friend who loves to travel. We said in the beginning, travel isn't all it's cracked up to be. I feel the same way as well. I've traveled enough, not as much as some, but if I had, if I can connect that passion for traveling, then why not travel? If I'm helping others in my traveling, then that passion for traveling can you be used to serve yes. others. And now you have a basis for retirement, right. a basis for traveling as much as you want, a basis for playing golf as much as you want, a basis for your woodworking, because you're using that passion to connect to others. To me, this is a critical secret of retirement. Without... The retirement provides an opportunity to connect to a larger world, to find an inner self that is dying to get out, that couldn't get out while you were working. Yeah. And it's, you know, and to find this outlet for who you are, you know, by motorcycling or speaking or, you know, I have a passion to help others as do you that I've noticed over the years that I've known you. Yeah. And so, um, but there's still this idea of leisure time, (laughs) (laughs) you know, as you work your passion with puzzles, and that's not the only passion you have. You're hiding from my listeners. Some other passions you (laughs) you have. I've I've been a magician for, for 40 years. Yes. So, you know, so. Yeah, that's, that's, but, that's a passion. Now, being a magician, how does being a magician change before retirement to after retirement? How's, what's the after retirement magician like? Is there any difference? No, there's, there's, there's no difference. And in, okay. the, in, in, in my career time, when I was working, um, I used to volunteer at hospitals, um, and, uh, you know, do the magic whenever I could. Um, mm-hmm. and if I could do it for, you know, a good cause, then, you know, all the better, because to me, that was, that was payment enough mm-hmm. for, you know, because I was enjoying what I was doing. And it's like, like with the puzzles, people mm-hmm. ask me how long it takes to make a puzzle. I turn around and say, how much enjoyment did I have making them? 
Yeah, yeah, that's what that's the measure. That's what becomes the measure now. Absolutely. Yeah. And well, you touch upon something when you say that. In your view, how have you changed because of retirement? How has you as a person changed? How have I changed as a person? I think mm -hmm. I'm um much more relaxed. Much much more. There is no stress from the working world. There That's a tremendous relief right there. Yes, the commuting. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, my wife thanks every day, thanks, thanks the Lord every day for not having me out in the highways commuting into Boston anymore. Hmm. Hmm. So, but what sort of, you know, you, so you don't have the stress. Do you see that in you as a person? Do you see that relief of stress for you as a person? Oh, you know, I, and, I, and I feel much better. I do you feel, feel healthier? Much, huh? Do you feel healthier? Do you feel yes. you know, happier? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I am, it, I am yeah. happier. I am healthier. I'm healthier partially because I am, uh, as you know, working out a little bit, trying to maintain my health. Which is yeah, that's another area. Yeah, yeah, we have to talk about, <laughs> and so yeah, no, you're gonna have many chapters in this. Uh, this book. Yes, that's right. <laughs> you know, we have to. Uh, the, working takes away so much from us that I didn't realize until I stopped working. Yes. Yeah. Um. Just it's almost like giving away so much of ourselves for our salary. Yes. And as you said in the beginning, there comes a point where what we're giving away is more important than what we're getting. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. Do, do you think retirement changes people as, um, as, as themselves? Do you think retirement automatically changes a person when they lose that stress? Well, you know, I don't think that everybody loses stress when they retire. Yeah. I would imagine yeah. that there are people out there who add stress when they retire. I could be one of those. <laughs> I, I've, heard yeah. of, I've heard of situations where the husband is, retires and the wife can't wait to get him out of the house. Yep. Yep. So can't, those situations can't exist. exist for that amount of time peacefully. So it adds stress. Yes. Yes. For me, retirement has, has changed me in, many ways, most of them subtle. If I wasn't, you know, watching for it, I probably wouldn't notice. I'm still a very strong type A personality. You know, I attach to my goals and I try to achieve them. This is partly what my, why I keep fit. And, but I, not waking up to the alarm clock, being able to develop my habits that are free from the responsibilities of going elsewhere. Yeah, understanding how I operate best and what habits best suit me. It's been a process, but uncovering this element of me, what, where do I function most strongly in each portion of the day and having the freedom to exercise my passions for that portion of the day where I'm the strongest for that. I don't, I didn't have that freedom when I was working. It was a, you had to be in, in the office. You worked during the time that the office, office said you did. And it didn't matter who you were as a person. If you functioned at night, functioned in the evening, it just it wasn't relevant. So, you know, I sort of discovered a lot about myself after I retired. A lot about what works for me, what doesn't work for me. It's It's interesting because... Even I have a meditation practice and even meditating changed after retirement. This is hard to understand if you, for those of us who aren't meditating, but I would rush through my meditation practice <laughs> when I worked. <laughs> yeah. And for such a long time, I heard this phrase from those who are more experienced in meditation than me. I would often ask, well, how long should I meditate? And the answer would be, you should meditate for about 20 minutes each day, unless you're really, really busy, then you should meditate for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and I didn't understand that 
until after I retired. Yeah. <laughs> because it was then that I understand that we cause our own stress. Yes. We cause our own busyness. I am the one who's making me busy now. Yep. And I accept that. It's a change in my own recognition of myself. I accept the fact that my busyness comes from me as a person and what I'm trying to achieve, not from somebody who's telling me what to achieve. Yes. Yeah. You know? yes. And that produces a difference in me. Oh. Yeah. You know? So my value systems have changed. The non-material elements of life have become a lot more important to me. You know, you and I have become fairly good friends. I'm not sure that would have happened if you and I were both working. Yes, it, it, it would have been. Di- well, I, I wouldn't say it would have been different, but um, it could have been different. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have the time for the friendship that we've developed. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'd be trying to do too much. Yeah, yeah. And so I appreciate that side of retirement has helped me recognize the people in my life so much more acutely than I did before. Mm-hmm. Now, that brings up a question, Dick. Talk about this in relation to yourself. How has the role of family changed or has it changed at all between pre and post retirement? Do you see your family any differently? Well, I, I certainly spend much more time with my wife now than I did when I was working. Uh, simply, is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's a, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Okay, it's, we've 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 grown closer since retirement mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we are spending more time together, and I'm learning to enjoy things that that she likes, and you know some things. You know, she'll watch some TV programs that I'm just not interested in watching, and that's fine. I can go up yeah. to my garage and do, you know, my shop and, and take her. Yeah. Uh, and that, that happens a lot, but it, it's still, we're closer. That's, it often happens that way. You know, of course, there's the annoyance of always having the other one around. That's that's still a factor here. But getting closer under those circumstances is definitely, I mean, I see a lot of people do that. But I also see a lot of the other way as well. When you become exposed to each other that way, you start to find out some more irritating issues. I know many people, and to some degree I could fall in this class, that have, you know, have, their eyes have opened as to how things aren't right in their home. And um, there are many retirees who discover that there are dissatisfying elements in their home. Family takes on more of an importance, and it's important to have your home life to be what you want, and that importance raises itself after retirement because you're spending a larger portion of time at home. Right. And so if you have adult kids or, you know, um, that you have issues with or, you know, your spouse and you aren't quite, you know, it's important to straighten out those problems. And that becomes so it's regardless of where you are in life, it's important to straighten out those problems. But it becomes more important, it seems, after retirement. Well, it's more obvious. Yeah, yeah. You're exposed to it all the time. Yes, now, yes. As I said, you know, one of the things that uh, um, I enjoy about retirement is what I like to call wisdom. You know, <laughs> I've been around for, you know, going on 70 years or 69 years, and I've learned things along the way. Hopefully, I've learned oh, yes. the right along the way. Yeah. Um, How old did you say you were? How old did you say you were? You're 69? Yeah. Wow. I thought you were as young as me. No. No. <laughs> I'm 66. So, okay. my kids say, you know, I'm a fossil. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, am, I am a classified fossil. <laughs> it's funny. Our kids call us strangest things. My, my son calls me the youngest old man he's ever seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but the changes in our home, the satisfying elements are more obvious to us. The dissatisfying elements are also more obvious to us. And we find many retirees making changes. Many of us move away to other parts of the country. Yeah. Yeah. I, you you yourself I, don't like snow. Right. 
Yep. I'm tired of the snow. You're tired of the snow. Yep. Okay. I don't want to do Florida. It's too just too hot and too buggy. Uh-huh. So we're going midway. We're going down to North Carolina. Is it very common that people move after retirement? Do you think so. that's very common? I think so. One of the areas that you you have to manage in retirement is your finances. Yes. Uh, your adjustments can take the form of downsizing. We don't need this big house anymore. The kids are grown and they've moved out. So we've got at least two bedrooms that are that are empty and mm. don't need this size house. So moving is a um you know a, a one way of reducing expenses. Yes. Well, reducing expenses is gonna cost you something to move, I would imagine. Well, it will. It will cost me something so it's- but my taxes will be less. Um, the square footage of the house will be less. The cost of mm-hmm. maintaining the house will be less. Okay. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of pros to it. To the- but couldn't you do? Couldn't you have done this before retirement? Um, not not as easily. I couldn't. Okay. I, I couldn't move because of my job. That's one factor. Also, you've been spending a lot of time researching moving that you wouldn't have available if you, unless you had left your job. And so, um, it's you know, for me, we are now considering selling our house. You know, we don't need the big house just like you. Our kids are grown. We have two bedrooms that are underutilized, and I don't want to. I've lost passion in maintaining the house to the extent that it used to be maintained. And, you know, because my passions are now in other directions, my value systems have changed. And I believe those who retire will find this change of value systems, not necessarily the same way you or I have expressed it. People are all different, but these changing values do affect our lives in terms of what we want to do, the directions we want to head. Yeah, um, I met you through a sp- your speech on retirement, and it immediately struck me because it it identified me so so much. <laughs> and so, at that point, I was sort of newly retired, and you know, like, but we lose the structure of our jobs. Working in the corporate world or where, however we're making our money provides a structure to our life that we don't have anymore. There's an intellectual stimulation that we have lost, or have we? Have we lost that intellectual stimulation? Can you give me some words on that, Dave? Yeah, I, I, you know, I understand what you're saying as far as losing the intellectual stimulation. You're not, you're not in an office. You're not interacting with people that you would interact with in your office on a regular basis. And that part of your life is now gone. Mm-hmm. And how you deal with it now, now that you're retired, it, it's really up to you. You can make the difference. You can make it so that um, you're out all the time interacting with people, whether it's going to stores or going, I, I go shopping every other day or every third day. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy going into grocery stores and shopping because I interact with people. Interesting. And, I, and you know, my Toastmastering um, skills of uh, the art of conversation has improved me tremendously. Um so, so to maintain an intellectual stimul- stimulation and contact with others, you like to go shopping and and things of that sort. Right. F- for me, I end up interacting quite a bit at the gym, for example. Yep. What what is shopping for you is the gym for me. That provides additional benefits in that I'm also maintaining my body which is something we must do as we get older you know it's critical that we maintain ourselves physically intellectually and spiritually what we lose from the corporate world that intellectual stimulation that hobnobbing amongst other humans you know we have to replace that that's critical and finding a purpose 
as you have that connects to other people, that's an avenue into regaining this intellectual stimulation, into regaining the connection with others. And even for our spirituality, our view of the world, as you said, has much more wisdom in it than it did when we were younger, when we were working, raising a family. You know, we see even the political elections very differently than we might have when we are too busy to pay attention to them because our day is consumed with with work. You know, it's, it's interesting because I have time to reflect on me and my world. When I go to the gym and I speak with other people, I interact with them, I feel of tremendous sense of satisfaction as they impact me and I impact them. Yeah. It's, yeah, I make friends everywhere I go like yourself. Yeah. In the same way you and I have become friends. uh, My ability to make friends has become a lot higher when I'm not as stressed from the work. You are a very gregarious person. Otherwise, we wouldn't be friends, you know? <laughs> so, um, so, you know, I don't know. Do you think most people who retire end up being gregarious or more gregarious? I, I, I would hope so. I would hope that people would um, change, their, change their direction, their focus when they retire into an area that's more, more helpful to those they interact with more helpful to um, society in general. You know, when you retire, you have the opportunity to to go out and volunteer. Yes. You've got, yes. You've got a 24-7 job when you retire. <laughs> it's, it's up to you to decide uh-huh. what you're going to do, how you're going to spend your time. Yes. So if it means... <laughs> You know, going out and volunteering because volunteering, and I, I do a, enough of that. Well, not enough, but I do a lot of that myself. Yep. I go out and I will volunteer my time strictly for the satisfaction and the 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 feeling that I've made a difference to somebody else's life. Interesting. Now, that's actually very important in retirement. Absolutely. You need to reach out. That's one of the secrets of a successful retirement, to reach out, connect to others, and to help. You know, one of the reasons why I am doing the inner game of aging is to reach out to others, to give them a helpful message of encouragement, empowerment, and to help them understand, and me too, a, a different way of growing older. And, you know, the ways that are given given to us, well, you can see it in our very thoughts of what retirement was before we retired. That's the way we're taught to think of retirement. We discover afterwards that we need to connect. We need to find a purpose that connects ourselves and our structures to others. For me, that was the inner game of aging. You have magic and your puzzles that connect you to others. For I believe that there are that this connection to others is one of the most critical things in retirement. So here you are, Dick. What advice would you give someone who's contemplating retirement? This is not a financial conversation now. So yeah, what non financial advice would you give a person plan who's about to retire? What? Plan what? That doesn't mean anything. Plan what, what what are you going to do? With your time when you retire, play golf. You can't do that twenty-four hours a day. Try me, they might say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some guy wants to ski the, ski every every day of the winter and play golf every day in the summer. Yeah. Why can't I do that? Well, if you, if you can financially and enjoy it, yeah, okay, okay. If that's the way you want to spend your retirement. It's not for me i couldn't I couldn't do that because no. i'm ta- I'm paying attention to myself when I ski when I golf, it is me yes. enjoying myself yes. I like enjoying myself don't get me wrong <laughs> you know enjoying myself is important yeah but 
there's so much more in the world than enjoying myself. Yes. Connecting to others has such a benefit and reward the feeling that comes from being able to influence the world and being influenced by the world is, you know, that connection is so important, almost more so when you're retired. You know, it's an opportunity to become more engaged in the world that we live in. And if we look at retirement in that way, it's almost always going to be more successful than we thought. Yeah. You know, but if I want to spend every day in the golf course, just playing golf, that's going to get old. Yep. Yeah. There's another element of life that is like that. It looks very, very attractive until we engage in it too often. That element has an expiration date that we never really see. I'm going to mention what that element is in a second, but let me describe it first because... <laughs> you know, we take a look at this element of life, and of course we want to. And it's great, and it's going to be every single day, and all the rest of that stuff. And I'm giving away what it is it's lust. You know, lust is more, you know, it's, I'm not saying it's unimportant, it's a very functional, necessary element of life that we all enjoy. You know, that's, there's no problem with that. But we can't base our relationships, our marriage, and stuff. On lust. Right. It's it's the same thing as trying to play golf every yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, I see the two as the same. Yeah. There's an expiration for whenever we're serving ourselves, that can't carry us the whole distance. Right. Right. We have to serve yeah. others. Yeah, I, I, I like to think myself that I have a million friends around the world that I just haven't met them yet. Ex- that's time excellent. Is the time to get out there and meet them. And this is that's that's a great way of thinking. I would say that there's a man in China that I don't know that when he smiles, my world is better. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so yep. now I ask all my guests on this podcast one question. You are sixty nine years old, and I'm sort of collecting these answers. How has being 69 surprised you? Surprised me? Yeah. What's most surprising to you about being 69? Uh, Being alive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're more than alive. If you knew the way I lived as a teenager, Uh you you might be surprised that I made it past my 20s. Um, but no, seriously, um, the thing that surprises me most about being 69 is that it's not being old. I used to think, Good one. I used to think that if you got to in your 60s, uh-huh. you know, that, that makes you old. You're qualified to be called old. Interesting. And I don't see that as all, at, at all. I do not yeah. think I'm yeah. old. Yeah, I don't see you as Experience old either. Experience, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those gray hairs count for that's experience, right. that's not right. for yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting because I'm 66. I am very surprised at how I feel at 66, and you know, I didn't expect to feel this way, this good, this ambitious, this alive. Yeah. At 66. And listening to you, as I have over the past couple of years, you're another one. You sound so alive. You have ambitions. You still have passions that you're struggling to achieve. Yep. You know, this is not what I thought a 69-year-old should look like. Wow. <laughs> it's interesting. So, I, I had an uncle who retired at 70. Mm. And I think, I think he died when he was 75. Yeah, he spent those five years of retirement sitting on the sofa watching TV. He had no why he died. nothing to do. It, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, and now, on the other side, uh, when I got married, I, uh, I I didn't just marry my wife. I married her family. They were part. Of it. <laughs> it was like a package deal. You know, you get one. Yeah, apparently. Um, but uh, 
um, we, we brought her mother over from Puerto Rico and she lived with us. Now, when she moved in with us, she was 84 years old. And I thought, okay, this is, this is okay. I can, I can deal with this. You know, having a mother-in-law and, and living in the house, same house with me, um, doable. Now she was, she was a very sweet woman. And I loved her dearly. Um, but she lived until she was 105. Not what you anticipated. No, not what I was anticipating. But it, 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 <laughs> it showed me a lot too, because she had hmm. passion all the time. She really study. She was studying Italian. She wanted to learn how to speak Italian when she was 103. She was she was picked up wow. books and just started studying. And she she was a ferocious reader. Um, interesting, interesting. This is a very much in contrast to your other relative who died at 75. You have to have something that's driving you forward, something to live for. That's right. That's right. For me, it's become the inner game of aging. I have a goal to achieve in helping others understand how we age. I'm watching you connect to your larger world through a couple of your passions. These are secrets. But we know, as your relative who died at 75, we know that not everybody will find retirement a joy. Right. Yeah. That's Many why I- will come down with... Make your plans. Yeah. Decide yeah. what it is you're going to really do when you retire, and keep your finances in mind because mm-hmm. you can't. Well, see, I find that I find that you know to say to plan for a person like myself that's inadequate because I could say I'm planning to ride my motorcycle all every day. That's my plan. Yeah. Um, and that plan, of course, we know now. We both know that plan is missing a lot. Yes. Yeah. And so, but before I retire, I don't know that. that that's yeah. That's true. Um, and you probably, you probably and so, won't know it unless you uh, listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting. How do we discover that? You've discovered that the secret of retirement is connection, connecting to the outside of yourself and to keep your insides healthy. That's the secret of retirement. How do we discover that before we know it? So I'm going off the motorcycle every day or I play golf every day and I haven't yet discovered the true secret of retirement to connect to others and support what's around you. How do I discover this? I mean, you know, like you can tell me all you want, but I'm still planning on playing golf. Yeah. And, you know. yeah. <laughs> so is this a personal discovery? For me, I guess it is. Yes. Yeah. You know, some people discover it. Some people right. don't. Yeah, and so I'm very fortunate that you have discovered it because you've become a good friend yeah. of mine. <laughs> no, I only wish so, I had discovered it years ago. Yeah, that's like the old saying, if I knew what I knew now when I was younger. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, um, well, Dick, my friend, it was a pleasure speaking to you, understanding what we both think about this retirement phase that we're both in. So you look like you're having a blast of a time, although it's not without its stresses. I have my stresses. You have your stresses as we retire. But then when you stop and think about it, there's never a time when life is supposed to be unchallenging. (laughs) And so there's never a time when it's supposed to be unchallenging. And the challenges can keep us going. That's right. That's right. It's been a pleasure. I will speak to you again. That wraps it for episode number 11 of the Inner Game of Aging podcast. Retirement is an area that is different for different people. We want to know what your views and your secrets of successful retirement is. You can share this with us on the show notes page. We would love to hear and learn from your opinion and what you think this time is for you. Also, on the same page, you can see pictures of the beautiful puzzles that we referred to that Richard constructs and links to other things that were mentioned in this episode. The show notes page for this episode can be found at 
innergameofaging.com forward slash IGA11. I look forward to understanding how you see retirement and all of your other comments as well. You can also email me directly using the following email address, lee at innergameofaging.com. So, until next time. Thanks for listening to the Inner Game of Aging podcast with Lee Mo Watt. Check out more content by going to theinnergameofaging.com. That's theinnergameofaging, no spaces, dot com. Stay with us as we learn the many ways of being older without growing old.